Hi, listeners. Welcome to Yowie Fangirls vs. The World. My name is Itasha, and this is... Zaidi. And this podcast is going to be about how Yowie fans see different things in media, social media, uh, movies, television, books, you know, anime, anime, manga, manga, things we see out comics. in the world that we're like, oh, that's shippable. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good word. Yeah, shippable. For those of you who don't know what shippable mean, it means that... Uh, you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be anything official. It could be, I mean, you just look at two male characters and they may not be a couple, but you just look and say, they make a good couple. Exactly. They're not... I ship them. Exactly. That does not mean we're getting on a ship and going somewhere. Well, we wish. But we are putting them together as a couple. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like uh, the trope uh, shipper on deck. So that makes two of us, but... There's there's plenty of others in um, out there. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> tropes. Let's talk about tropes. Okay, so one of my favorite tropes is called Hoye H O space uh, Y A Y, and that usually applies to uh, characters in all, all sorts of media, like TV shows, movies, comics both in the West and in the East and and so forth and so forth. And you see two male characters that while they may not be an official couple, uh, you can't help but just, you, you can't help but sense this chemistry between them. Between that you, them, exactly. That you can't help but think, I, I ship them. They make a better couple than they... Than, than with their actual love interests, you know? Exactly. But what exactly is a trope? Like, let's define that for our listeners, because I don't know if we might have some new people to the genre of yaoi. Well, I can definitely direct you and pretty much everybody else who have never been uh, to this website called TV Tropes. I go to that website almost every day. <laughs> And if I'm watching a movie, for instance, and it's it's like, is there a page for that on TV tropes? It's, it's It has this level of addiction like Wikipedia, but more entertaining. Um, there will be some... It, the tropes is just basically like, I can't give an exact definition of it. Only just the context, such as um, when you watch a movie and there'll be sort of like this element to it that you've seen in an entirely different movie. Like like a cliche, for instance, mm-hmm. you know, you'll watch a movie and they'll have this particular cliche that you're familiar with in in another movie. Oh, okay, so like a cliche, like <laughs> yeah, but okay. but not cliche per se, rhyme not intended, but um, but uh, for instance, oh gosh, what would be what would make a good word? Um, a pattern. Yeah, kind of like a pattern. pattern. Yeah, okay. and um, like for instance. Uh, let me ch- let me take a let me take a particular media for as an example. Like my current obsession is Yuri on Ice. Mm-hmm. You know that's been my favorite Yuri on Ice. Yeah, for almost three years now. No, it has been three years. Yeah, it has been three years. So um, 
So for instance, let's take the uh, character, uh, the main character, Yuri. Uh-huh. Um, there is a word that describes him as adorkable. Adorkable. That's where you take dork and adorable and you put them together. Or a cinnamon roll. Or Well, cinnamon roll, that hasn't been a, tr- that, that's not a trope. But oh, really? Yeah, but that does describe him very well as adorkable. Like he's this character who is so precious and just so, you, you just, you just want to protect him. You know, I'm surprised cinnamon roll is not a trope. I hope it will be. I've been seeing a few new tropes that it's like, oh, I've never seen this trope before. It must be new. Yeah. So, and it, for those of you listening who don't know what a cinnamon roll is, is basically a character who's so lovable and so innocent, and so innocent and so pure and pure, and all you want to do is protect him. You yes, you want to love and protect them. So like Yuri's a cinnamon roll. Yeah, he's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty much him. <laughs> uh, and then you've got uh, Victor. He's also described as adorkable and that his heart-shaped smile just cements it even further. Um, That when you first see him in episode one, he's so cool and elegant and like, oh, wow. But then in episode two, full-blown heart-shaped <laughs> smiles almost everywhere. So adorkable, adorkable. Is, is one trope Definitely. that describes him. Another trope to describe him is the ace. He's the best of the best. He's the, yes. he's the athlete that, 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 that everyone else wants to compete against. Um, you know, he's, I mean, pretty much the best of the best is, you know, one way of putting it. Exactly. Um, but back to the main character, Yuri, um, he's like, he's a shrinking violet is another trope to describe him, which means it describes a character who's, you know, painfully shy or mm-hmm. insecure. And, um, and it's, it's the, the list just goes on. Like, so I reckon. So what about Russian Yuri? What is his trope? Uh, let, oh, where to start? <laughs> um, where to start? Um, insufferable genius. That's a good one. That that is a trope that describes a character pretty much. You know, one they're good at what they do, but how they carry about it is just. Oh, you can't help but just want to roll your eyes. And he's the kind of character that 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 you either love or you hate or you hate exactly yeah and and um and jerk with a heart of gold is another trope to describe him so Um, yeah he does have kind of a heart of gold type of situation but it's very very rare and he only displays his kinder side to ver- to few people like his grandfather or to uh, fellow figure skater Oda Beck. Yep. Shippable, which, ship- which is shippable. shippable. Oda Beck and Russian Yuri. So for those who are still not familiar with Yuri on Ice, even after three years now, <laughs> Yuri on Ice is loaded with ships. Yes, definitely. Shipping Yuri, of course, and with with with, with Victor. Victor. Uh, I ship Yuri and Yuri, Russian Yuri and Japanese Yuri, but some people are like you know oh, to each to each their own. own. And then uh, Otabek and Russian Yuri and Pichet and uh, God, what's his name? Uh, where's he from? He <sighs> is he the one from North from no, North from from, from from South Korea yeah, from South Korea. I ship those two. Be- I think they make a cute couple because even though they're different in personality, 
I, I think it's because they're different in personality that I think they would make a very cute couple, like an odd couple. Yes. You know. What was his name again? The one from South Korea. Uh, Seungil. 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 Yes. Seungil. If if that's Protecting not how you Seungil. If that's not how you pronounce his name, my apologies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another ship would be out oh, now. This goes like. In the case of the females, you have Mila from Russia, and then you have uh, Sarah. Sarah. I mm-hmm. I ship those two so much. I like those two together. I love them together, and I think it's like I mean because that's that's what I love about Yuri on Ice is just loaded with shippable characters, and which leads me to another different fandom. While it's it's wackier compared to Yuri on Ice. Mm-hmm. Hetalia. Hetalia. Oh my god, the number of ships. France and America. Or France and England. And England. Germany and Italy being the primary one. Um, And I have loads of ships. For instance, um, I do appreciate Germany and Italy. I do like the uh, America and England or or US, UK or... Mm -hmm. Or if you read it a certain way, uh, you suck. You suck. Yeah. <laughs> US, UK. Um, you suck. <laughs> when, That's so apt for now, which is so funny. <laughs> it's so apt for now. <laughs> and let's see, another one would be Greece and Japan. Greece and Japan. You know, they. it's like, you know, they're both very quiet. So I think they appreciate each other's company and, uh, but also kind of like bring out a more fun side, but just not like on America's level of exuberance. Um, but uh, let's see, another favorite would be Denmark and Norway, uh, Sweden and Finland. Exactly. Iceland and Hong, Hong Kong. Kong. Uh, or, or sometimes Iceland and Latvia. I read this one mm-hmm. adorable fan fiction called Getting to Know You. I don't know if it's still there, but um, but I read it at fanfic fanfiction.net. Dot net, yes. Yeah. And I think they make a cute couple too because Iceland... He's a small island, and yet, but I think he's more stable compared to, say, Latvia. Uh-huh. So I think with those two together, that he would probably, you know, sh- you know, provide stability for Latvia. You know, help him become a little bit more confident. Yes. So, 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 so there's that. Yes, Hitalia Axis Power is great. Um, we kind of got away from the conversation a little, so let's go back. to <laughs> what we were talking about. Yeah, I get Yowie. excited about this stuff. Yowie is also called Boys Love. And right now, as a PC term, it's been being called Boys Love a lot instead of Yowie, which I'm kind of surprised at. Well, I, yeah, I think in Japan it's called like BL or BL. Boys Love. Yeah. Um, we're going to go through a little bit of terminology here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. An uke is normally the bottom partner. The one who's the, on the receiving end. Receiving end. And then the seme is normally the top, as we call it here in America. The one who does the giving. <laughs> <laughs> he gives a lot. Oh, yeah. And then some. Exactly. Um, uke doesn't mean, if they're the characters in uke, that doesn't mean that they are seen as inferior in any way. Being an uke can be very powerful. The same with being a seme can be very subversive. Mm-hmm. And, oh, well, submissive, I would say the word yeah, would be, right? Yeah, I mean, and of course, when it comes to the characters of, of each role, it varies depending on the, um, on on mostly, like in the case of manga, like on the artist. Mm-hmm. You have, of course, yeah, I mean, the typical example would be like 
The Semi is sort of like a bastard boyfriend, which that's a trope. Yeah, that's a trope. That's a trope, by the way. Uh, and the Uke being, uh, you know, more submissive, you know, from a lack of a better word, kind of weak. Weak. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, 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 the couple as an example would be from, oh gosh, what was it called? It, that's translated as no money, as no money, uh, Okane Ganai, if oh, that's Okane how you pronounce Ganai. it. Yeah. It's like, they're usually like the poster boys for the semi-uke, okay, but, yeah. but then there was another manga that I got into years ago called, um, well, it's translated as Embracing Love, but the Japanese title oh, I is... I love Embracing Love. The Japanese title is Haruo Daideta, but I'll call it Embracing Love just so I don't have to kind of like stumble to pronounce it correctly. They introduced me to... They basically subverted... To me, at least, they subverted the uke semi roles. Yeah, and 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 in this case, though, is that they're both closer in age and in build, Mm -hmm. you know, body build, and um, and the 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 guy who's usually the semi, uh, his name is Kato. Um, he's he's younger by a few years, and he's more exuberant. Exuberant, yeah. And sometimes he tends to be something of a mood killer. <laughs> That's also a trope. Sure. <laughs> and the um but you know, he does get serious when the moment calls for it. Exactly. So it depends on the artist and what you like to read. Yeah. Basically. And, yeah. Um, and to that defines the uke semi roles. Mm-hmm. What's another word that's in? You got the characters that are reversible, which uh, you got. You know, it, for, which uh, back to embracing love. That's what they are. They occasionally, yeah, they occasionally, you know, reverse roles. And either way, it's all good. And back to Yuri on Ice, especially in fan fiction. They're also, they're also con- reversible. They're, Yuri and <laughs> Definitely Victor, reversible. Yuri and Victor, they're also reversible. It doesn't matter how you do it. It works out fine either way. So yes. that's just all the more room for imagination when it comes to fan fiction or fan art, you know, what have you. Exactly. Well, we're going to talk about today one of the classics of um, Yaoi manga called Wild Rock. And it is by... Sorry, let's see if we can pronounce this name correctly. Oh, Kazusa Takashima. And the publisher on this is Blue. Now, this is a very, very old, very, very old. Like, um, at least a title. At least a decade old. At least a decade old, yeah. But I remember a website. I I remember seeing this on a website. Sadly, I cannot remember the name of the website itself because this was years ago. I don't even know if it's still up. But that's what introduced me to this manga. I loved the art. And, of course, the the semi in this one, his name is Emba. Emba. And he Uh is like a walking Mr. Fan service. That's also a trope. Yes. He is very, very much the semi in this. And... But what I like is that he's not, you know, the bastard boyfriend type. He is serious, yeah, but more like a badass kind of serious. Yeah. You know, this guy is straight up badass. And then the okay in this, his name is Yuen. Uh, um, yeah, Yuen, and he is—he's definitely what I would describe as adorable. Basically, a cinnamon roll. He is just so cute. And so precious. Um, I mean, he's not exactly like the strongest type of uh, uke, but 
he is just uh he's just so adorable like like you'll you'll forgive his characterization yeah, yeah for anything because he's just he needs to be taken care of he needs to be loved he needs to be protected yes and so um, this is one um it actually a native i don't want to say native is a native um kind of like a uh prehistoric, prehistoric kind of native. yeah like good-looking cavemen kind of thing, you know, where you have these different tribes, because Emba... He, tribal, that's yes, the word. Yes, tribal. It's a tribal uh, manga. And so Emba and Yuen are in different tribes. And, and it's so, it's like, it's kind of like, a, almost like a Romeo and Juliet, but thankfully it doesn't have like a tragic ending. Yes. They manage to work things out, you know, yes. bring the two tribes together. Well, Yuen's tribe is not prospering, bec- prospering because they can't get food whereas emba you know he you know because he's he's the ultimate hunter he's the ultimate badass hunter and he manages to get all the food so uh so yuen's father basically makes um he dresses he has up as a girl basically kind of like do a honey trap yeah honey trap (laughs) (laughs) he dresses him up as a girl and tells him go out there and 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 get his attention attention. you know and Mm -hmm. and and it has sort of worked yes but what i love about emba is that you know the guy oh he's like he's not overly muscular he's like lean and 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 like oh like he's both he's both brawn and beauty but he's no dummy. He's both. Nope. He's both. He definitely knew about the honey trap. Yeah, <laughs> which makes him as a combination of all three of this trope called uh, bronze brains Brand and beauty. beauty. He is all three of he's them. He's the BBB. He's the triple B. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so he knows about the honey trap, and uh, um, meanwhile, Yuen is feeling guilty about the honey trap. And he decides that he's going to try to hunt on his own, which almost ends up killing him and Emba saves him. So, and of course, you know, while, you know, while Emba's recovering, the two eventually uh, confess their feelings. They get together, you know, do the horizontal dance, if you know what I mean. And, um, you know, um, but then the two, you know, they, they finally, you know, get together and, you know, their tribes finally, you know, make peace. Make peace. And, you know, we see their respective fathers. And, of course, it's easy to see that's where they got their looks, looks from. from. And that's the best thing about this book. You think the story is done with just um, the first part with you and Emba. They get together. The story's done. And it gives you a surprise you get more information about the fathers. Mm-hmm. Like, and the fathers, you have um, Yuan's father. His his name is uh, Yuni, and um, and Emba's father. And of course, it's 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 easy to see where he got his good looks from. And um, let's see. And his father's name is. Oh my gosh, where the hell do you see his name? <laughs> let's try to keep this as PG as possible. Okay, sorry. <laughs> my bad. Uh, Selim, that's his name, Selim. Selim. And unlike his son, Emba, um, Selim, he's more, um, he has like a kinder look to him and, you know, a nice guy. So basically like the opposite of his son. They look alike, but in personality, you you know, straight up opposite. Mm -hmm. Whereas Uni, he is... um, he kind of reminds me of Yurio from Yuri on Ice before Yuri on before Ice. Yuri on Ice. Yeah, you know, he he's does. he's small. He's um, 
you know, kind of fiery, you know, temperamental, kind of careless. So, but, but these two, um, Yuni, he, um, he gets hurt while trying to, while trying to go out and hunt and Salem finds him and takes care of him and the two become friends. Friends and and from there they become special to each other. Yes, they become more than friends. And then they're ripped apart because because of tribal duties. Yep, and and both are the sons of 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 their of the chiefs of their respective respective tribes. tribes. So Mm -hmm. because of that, they can't be together. So So it ends up being not only better relationship between um, Emba and Yuen, but also you get the backstory of the of the dads and how the tribes became not enemies per se but became split. And what I my, one of my biggest wishes is I would love to see like a continuation of yeah. of this, but sadly the um, the manga artist um, uh, Takashima Kazusa she um, there was some kind of legal problem. There was and in which there was another manga artist who basically like copied from Wild Rock. Well, yeah, I remember this. And and of course th- this went to um, to court, I guess, but. Uh, Takashima lost because the artist who plagiarized her, um, she, you know, she had more influence. And so as a result, um, you know, she was basically prohibited from doing any more works. I don't know if she still is. Um, and so as a result, whatever work, yeah. yeah, whatever work that she, um, was trying to do, um, it you was know, not released for the public consumption, unfortunately. Nor was it finished. So Wild Rock is a one-shot, meaning we won't have any more. The story itself is complete. It is not serial. <laughs> uh, and, and believe me, I truly wish that it was yeah, serial. It's because... a great story. So if you ever get a chance, check out Wild Rock by Takashima Kaz- Kazu- Kazusa. Kazusa. You're going to have, we're going to have fun pronouncing all these names. We're not the best at Japanese. <laughs> but it's, um, but yeah, if you ever have a chance to find it, you know, well, good luck with that because again, this manga is like a good, you yeah, know, 10 years old at 10 least. 10 years old, yes. And I think Blue is no longer publishing. Yeah, Blue is pretty much gone. Yes, Blue's and gone. There I used think, to be these, um, cause I think what it we was, call them the, the, particular um, companies mm-hmm. that produced Yaoi, especially for America, 801 Media, Blue, um, yeah. Net Comics. Um, I think Blue was, had ties with Tokyo Pop Tokyo until, Pop, until um, Tokyo Pop yeah. either went under or, or, or I can't remember what happened, but yeah, because of that, you know, we pretty much have lost Blue. So um, this is one of the titles from Blue that, that that we still keep. I have my own copy of this and um, I, I treasure it dearly because that was one of my early manga that I've ever collected in Yaoi when I really got crazy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess for our first episode ever, <laughs> that's pretty much it. We're going to try to do this as raw as possible and... Uh, Hopefully, hopefully we'll have more things to talk about with you guys. And maybe with a little bit more eloquence. But, yes. <laughs> but, a little more. 
but we staying can, on topic. But we do geek out about it, so um, we'll we'll get a little carried away and a little sidetracked when we really get into it because you know this is like our zone. Yes. So definitely. when we get into the zone, if we get a little sidetracked, sorry. <laughs> So thank you guys for listening. This is Yaoi Fangirl versus the world. Bye.